welcome to the Great Minds podcast uh, with me, David Pugh. And me, Lucy Owens. And today we're joined by Olivia Utley, um, who is our guest from Cooth.com, um, who's going to tell us all about uh, the organisation and what they do to support young people. Um, so we're, we're looking forward to, to hearing about that. And thanks for coming along, Olivia. I've got loads of, of questions about Cooth, and it's probably one of the, the things that I, I signpost young people to uh, most in terms of, of any support for, for mental health and well-being. Um, but I see that Cooth has, has grown to be the, the largest digital mental health provider. Can you just tell us a little bit about Cooth and, and anyone who might not have heard yeah. of Cooth.com and, and what it is? Absolutely. So um, Cooth is, like you said, it's the, we're the largest online provider of mental health support and counselling for children and young people in the country. Um, we've been commissioned, so Cooth itself is a public limited company which is a fancy way of saying that we're on the stock market. We um, have opportunities for people to invest in the company, which means that we kind of have the resources to meet the demand of our service as it, as it kind of has rapidly grown. Um, so it became a public limited company. Um, funnily enough, when I started two years ago, around September 2020, uh, which was a very strange time, we're very midst um, pandemic still. Yeah. But I think that because we were so thick in the throes of the pandemic and we were so physically disconnected from each other, what we needed more than ever was a place to connect digitally, but in a very safe way. And that's exactly what Cuth provides. So we're a free online website is accessible to anyone who is in a particular age range in a particular area. So the reason why it's slightly different in different areas, so from in Bradford, for example, is available for 10 to 18 year olds, because okay. in Bradford, the service has been paid for by the NHS Clinical Commissioning Group. Mm-hmm. So they commissioned the service from us and we provide it to everyone living in that local authority. Um, and that's kind of what my job is. I'm an engagement lead for the service in Leeds and Bradford. So it's my job to kind of get the word out there and make sure that everyone understands Cooth and how they can benefit from it. Um, if you're in Newcastle, for example, then I believe your offer is 11 to 25. Um, so as long as you're in the age range of your local area and your local area has Cooth, and 97% of local authorities in the country have it, so you're most likely going to have it in your town, in your city. Um, as long as you're in those age ranges, you are eligible to sign yourself up anonymously for free same-day mental health support counselling. There's no criteria, there's no thresholds, there's no waiting lists. So anybody, whether it's just low-level preventative, you're having a bad day and you need to sound off to someone and get a bit of advice, please come and chat to us. It could be that your mental health is on fire, there's a huge crisis, you're in crisis, and you can come to us as well. So we're trying to remove as many barriers as possible for for children and people to access mental health support, basically. Fantastic. And yeah, I think that's one of the things that, that I like. I don't know about, about you, Lucy, but I think that I find that because it's got such a, a broad range with it doesn't matter whether it's it's very low level, yeah. you don't need to be, you know, at crisis point or anything like that. It can just be that I'm feeling a bit yeah. rubbish because I've had, I've had a bad day at school yeah. or whatever it might be, or I just had a bit of an argument with mum or sister or friend and that can be all it is and they might be fantastic again within a few hours you know and everything's better but you can go on to Cooth and and use it for that 
or it can be for you know for for anyone else who's been struggling much more um longer term and so on yeah i think i'm in agreement with you as well david and i know when i've spoke to to young people and signposted them to cooth Obviously, you've got the variety of options where you said there, there's someone on hand to speak to. Yeah. I know there's blogs and forums yeah. where they can offer like peer support, and that's really good to know that for that young person especially, that they're not on their own, that there's yeah. other people out there who possibly are feeling the same. And, you know, they might pop on there and see a comment from someone else and think, do you know what, that's how I feel. And, and if they've come up with a, a solution to, to support them, you know, that young person might take that on board and try it themselves. So it's really good that there's there's different avenues to go down, yeah, really. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, we are we're an online community. We're about bringing people together, and that can look a million different ways. There's no wrong or right way to use the website. So it might be that you're looking for that professional counselling, and we are BACP accredited, which is the British Association of Counselling and Psychotherapy. So it could be that you're looking for that really professional experience counselling, or it could be that you want to log in, like you mentioned, just to go on the forums and just to get that support from your peers. There's activities on there. We have a podcast, we have playlists, we have um, a mood tracking journal, we have a goal setting tool. So it's basically a community, an online hub of so many different resources and tools to support your mental health and wellbeing. And there's no wrong or right way to use those tools. Our podcast, which is Cooth, if you look up Cooth podcasts on Google, Apple Music or Spotify, um, then you can find all of our range of podcasts aimed at children and young people around mental health and well-being. And I know when we've mentioned as well, um, Olivia, to the young people, that it's kind of anonymous, so although yeah. they sign up to the platform, that they are then anonymised, so if they was to write out or reach out to somebody. Yeah. How do you go in terms of managing managing that? So obviously if you if you highlight that a young person's in, in real crisis, yeah. obviously, where do you go from there? I don't know how. Yeah, that's no, a really good question. So the kind of the, there's a couple things I guess to to address there but the biggest is that we do have a safeguarding team and um, so you can always get in touch with them with concerns and questions their emails just safeguardingcooth.com but we have a really robust um kind of clinical governance in place we have a clinical team we have research teams we have data teams we have safeguarding teams we have our practitioner team so as well as kind of as accredited and supported experience as all of the online team are who give that chat they're also really supported when safeguarding concerns come up and where we do think someone's in crisis but we don't have that personal information on, uh, about them so the way it works is when you sign up on cooth.com um, it takes literally less than two i feel like i'm doing a sales pitch here but it really is like <laughs> it's too good to believe and i work for the company i'm still waiting for like where's the catch because it's just removed so many barriers if it takes two minutes you give your gender identity your ethnicity um, a rough location of where you are you don't have to give any specifics and you certainly have to provide an address you don't have to provide your name nothing identifiable or personal and then just the year and month that you were born so you answer four questions that aren't specific to you you do create your own username and we ask you not to put personal information in that username because it can be seen by other people once you're on the site and you paired it with a counsellor you absolutely can share personal details we'd never discourage that but giving us your personal information is not a requirement of accessing the service so for us, what we know from our data, because we do have such a robust kind of data team in place and we do so much around um, kind of like clinical insights and, and um, clinical governance, we know that a bigger protective factor for children and young people is having access to this um, kind of really easy access support from Cooth, as opposed to having that um, identifiable information. Because what we know around data around death by suicide, for example, 
The majority of people who die by suicide are known to a service. So their name, their address, the fact they're having suicidal ideation or intent, for whatever reason, and I get goosebumps when I talk about this, it's much too tragic for me to even begin to go into, but for whatever reason, having that person information about that user has not been a big enough of a protective factor and that person is no longer here with us. So we understand traditional safeguarding and if we have personal information, all the traditional safeguarding protocols apply. But if we don't have personal information, there are so many ways that we can keep children and people safe. Um, we'll do uh, welfare checks on them, um, we'll de-escalate the situation while they're still in chat and give them crisis information, bring them back in for chat the following morning. Um, and what we see over time is that users build up their confidence and their trust in us to be able to kind of do the right thing and, and handle that that, in, that personal information about them sensitively yeah. in a way that's not going to impact them. Yeah, definitely. So there's, 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 there's over 500 people that make up Cooth. It is a very well-oiled machine and when you're on forums with children and young people, when they're kind of sharing personal advice or experiences or stories, it's all pre-moderated. So anything you share that's personal to you is your journal, your chat sessions, your goals, that's private to you and the youth team. No one can see that, so that's why you can share personal information. Outside of that, we have the forums, the articles, all of the what we call the community, and that's all pre-moderated. So anything that you submit to the community has to be approved by our clinical team before anyone can see it on the site. So if you're a child or a young person looking around Cooth and you've seen all these amazing articles, and you've seen all these supportive comments, you can only see them because they've passed that moderation. So we 1000% guarantee you cannot share personal details. You cannot receive someone's personal details. You cannot be bullied, trolled, groomed, harassed, judged. So in a way, it's kind of like a perfect utopia when you log on, you just see this like beautiful, supportive community, but there's a reason why <laughs> it's that way sort of thing. I think that's really good. And I think that'll, that'll offer, hopefully offer reassurance to the young people and also to parents, because obviously we get asked questions around you know, is it so? Is it safe? And yeah. and if things yeah. are disclosed, how how the supports there? And to be honest, Olivia, I've learned a lot more about Cooth um, just in this session that we've had now of knowing that there's you know that they can access that support from uh, a professional, but they have those follow ups as well because I think with some young people they need that continuity and, and you know making sure that they feel back into a stable position. Yeah. And um, it's not kind of that they picked up and then the signposted to something had dropped and yeah, left and forgotten about the, yeah. there's that continuity of absolutely. involvement with someone so that's really good yeah, I think that that's great and uh, like like Lucy says here and, and you said there I think a lot of young people and, and parents then that is that is a concern that sometimes particularly when you go online um, and you can be looking for support yeah and you go onto the wrong forum and yeah. people are going to be giving negative comments, yeah. um, trolling, bad advice yeah. and so on. Or it's dangerous. Um, Online can be a really dangerous place, yeah. especially for children and young people that maybe, I mean it's dangerous for adults, but it's really dangerous when you're at that vulnerable age and you're searching for your identity and amongst all of that, you know, your mental health might not be as healthy as, it, as you would like it to be. So um, I think one of the biggest things that Cooth can offer, apart from being accredited and safe and easily accessed, is um, we're safe, we're very, very safe. Fantastic. Okay. In terms of, of what you're seeing with, with young people at the moment, is there any particular issue that you think is sort of the, the hot topic in, in 
mental health and well-being. I know yeah. we probably see certain certain things coming up and maybe different trends at different mm-hmm. times. Um, but I don't know what would you say is the the main thing that's yeah. that's coming up at the moment. Well, the amazing thing about Coof is we have a really specific breakdown of we have a national picture of what are the kind of more emerging issues, but we also have a really specific breakdown of regionally and locally. So you can even pinpoint in a particular town what are the most like highest presenting issues for for our users. Um, But I would say across the board, we're seeing from our data such a high rise in suicidal thoughts and self-harm, self-injury. And that's from data, but also like anecdotally on the ground. So a big part of my job is presenting to children and people around the food service, around managing your stress and anxiety. And I hear from teachers when they greet me at school of, you know, we're so thankful you're here because our entire, you know, our entire female population of our year six group is self-harming at the moment and we've never known anything like it. And you think back to trust how young you are in year six. I mean, you're what, 10, 11? Like that's, that's so early on in your childhood. And to feel the pressure so much so or to have your mental health impacted so much so that you resort to self-injury at such a young age is just heartbreaking Um, and that's not to say there's not been a pressure on young ages throughout the entirety of history that absolutely has but i don't think anyone can deny the role in kind of like the pandemic and social media that's just it's just a different pressure that children and people are facing and if you don't have the tools or the awareness or it's new like the pandemic was unprecedented we didn't have the tools and the awareness to know how to deal with it and I feel like that's what children and people are going through now with the mental health is it's a different set of things that are affecting the mental health to what maybe we grew up kind of navigating and not that we had any better of an idea and we had the tools but at least we could maybe have an idea of like from our parents like oh well this is not how you deal with bullying in school but how do you advise children and people to you know navigate social media when it's brand new to all of us and we don't have the advice to give them so i think we're seeing unfortunately you know and and with young young boys and again this is nothing new we're all you know keen well especially in the mental health space we're keenly aware that males don't access access mental health support you know even it's so the disparity between males accessing mental health support and females is huge but we know that the biggest killer of men in this country under 45 is suicide. So we're seeing that need for young males and males to access the mental health support. But due to kind of like the stigma around it, they're not accessing and it's having horrific, tragic consequences. Um, so yeah, it's suicidal thoughts and self-harm are definitely um, scarily on the rise, what we see at Coof. Okay. And so linking into that a little bit, then, do you have any sort of top tips or advice for, for any young person who was feeling like that? So whether it be, a, you know, a, a young boy who is is feeling a little yeah. bit worried and maybe a, a little bit embarrassed um, about speaking to somebody, um, or it might be a young girl who is self-harming. Do you have any tips and advice for, for yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it seems really simple, but speak out and just find some comfort in that statistically you are probably not the only person who's felt that way and who's had that experience and while nobody knows what it's like to live life in your shoes somebody might relate to an aspect of what it's like to live life in your shoes and 
I think when something's affecting your mental health and well-being, it's so easy to become very quickly isolated and feel like nobody understands this, I can't talk to anyone, and it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier, and the light at the end of the tunnel seems further away and, and dimmer, and I think that's the beauty again not to kind of like push youth you can reach out to someone at school you can reach out to someone at a, you know your gps a local service just speak to a trusted person and uh, it's that classic thing isn't it of a problem shared is a problem halved but for me half the battle is just finding the confidence to speak out because that is just a, a massive obstacle in and of itself and and Q's whole kind of tagline is you're never alone and that's why I want to provide this really easily accessible online space so that you can see very quickly oh there are tens of thousands of children and people that are my peers that feel that exact way around exam stress or oh I'm so glad that they're struggling with revision as much as I am so I thought it was just me kind of thing um and I think for, for young males and, and marginalised groups who have a much harder time accessing healthcare, just knowing that there are services out there that are committed to combating those barriers for you, and it might not be perfect, but there really are people trying very, very hard. And something I always include in my presentations are examples of cisgender males who have been really open about their mental health struggles. So we talk about like Stormzy or um, Freddie Flintoff or um, I'm trying to think of all the males in my slides now, like Kid Cuddy, like just different rappers and um, oh, I always forget his name. Um, oh, um, Tyson Fury, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. who um, you know, really, really famous, special effort is is huge. Win a couple months ago, and he's a really kind of uh, signifies a lot of like traditional masculinity. Um, and I think he's just a really good example that if you come from a background that is really pushing that message of traditional masculinity and man up and grow a pair, and you're basically being taught. Like I always say to children and people, having emotions is part and parcel of being a human being. If you are a human being, you have emotions. That that's just fact. There's no kind of we can't you know talk around that. That is what it is. And if you are receiving messaging of man up, don't cry, X Y Z, you're basically being encouraged not to be a human. And I always say to young males how unfair that is, and try and look to these examples of of males who have spoke about it and have tried to bring down the stigma because the more we speak up and speak out about our experiences, the more help we're going to get and the more tools and resources and the better hopefully we're going to feel in the future. But also we combat a wider social issue of just removing that stigma around mental health and getting support. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. Thank you, Olivia. And, and like with myself and um, David's role, where exactly much like your tagline that you're not alone yeah. you know we've probably worked with a lot of young people that have had similar things going on and you know we've been able to offer that support to them and at the end of the day like you said the first barrier is just that initial step of, of opening up to opening up to whoever you feel trusted to open up to I appreciate you've got to feel that you can build up a rapport with that person um, but then yeah just making that initial step and then you know having that support and some sort of self-help resources and things to explore um, to start to make yourself feel feel better but it sounds really good that you're going to schools and that you're, that you're having an impact there as well because um, we work closely with schools as well don't we and we know the impact that yeah. you know all these services that are out there uh, are expressing the same message they might yeah. be delivering it in different ways but it's just showing that you know there is that support out there yeah and just to, to reach out really I think I think that's quite important because I think 
you know, sometimes I'll, I'll meet young people and we might not see, see a young person in school, we might see them in the GPs or they might not want to go into the GPs and prefer it in school, whatever it is, then even if, you know, you don't want things to, to work in a certain way, you don't want to open up, it might be that you don't even want to, to speak about things verbally, then there is support out there for you. Yeah. You can go on Coot, you can go online and, you know, you don't have to have a face-to-face -face appointment no. with somebody. You can have that anonymous chat and yeah. still still discuss your emotions and feelings. Um, and obviously, anybody who does want the face-to-face the -face, uh, appointments, then they're, they're available um, with us too. But yeah, I think yeah, it's absolutely. it's good that we've got those those different services. So if, if anyone is listening and and needs that, that little bit of support, then uh, then be aware of it and and just go on Cooth and that's K double O T H dot com. Um, I always get get asked about that, um, but no, I know it's really useful for a lot of young people. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for for reinforcing that it is Cooth dot com. I think oftentimes we get referred to as an app, or people will say, "Go oh, go download the Cooth app." The reason we're not an app is because to download, I've just said app like five times in the same sentence, but to download an app you need to be logged into an account and that account has your email address, your name, it has personal information about you. So when you download an app, we know who's downloaded it, we know where you are, we know who's using it and that would totally breach our anonymity and it is a promise we don't store an IP address, we totally take you at your word of where you've signed up, we have no way of verifying it. So it's about going onto the website and we're not an app because you'd have to we'd have to waive that anonymity which is something that we don't want to do and our young people don't want us to do so yes cuth.com um, and like you mentioned as well there's, there's no um it's all text-based support on cuth so you don't have to ring anyone you don't have to phone anyone um, you can sign up without anyone knowing you don't have to tell anyone at home you don't have to tell any of your friends no one in school has to know so just really um secure and anonymous and and safe Brilliant. Thank you, Thank for, you. for joining us today. I don't think we've got any more questions. No, I think that's really good. Hopefully. I talk a lot and I talk fast. So. <laughs> I think it's, it's been brilliant and, and covered loads of, loads of things. So hopefully that's uh, been some, some great support for, for anyone out there who's, who's listening to it. So thanks for coming then, Olivia. Uh, it's been great to, to hear all about Cooth um, and how it supports young people and the great work that, that you're doing there. Um, and yeah, just keep up the, the good work with it all. Thank you, likewise, thank you for, for having us. We just need more people having more conversations like we have today, so thank you for inviting me. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Great Minds Podcast. If you have any questions that you would like us to answer on the show, please get in touch by our Instagram page at the Great Minds Podcast, and we'll do our best to answer your question the next time we record. If you would like to find out more about Great Minds and WACA, please visit our website www.greatminds.co.uk. Until next time, you've been listening to the Great Minds podcast. Speak soon.